Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on Article 8 of the Augsburg Confession, What the Church Is. Welcome to Being Lutheran. I'm Pastor Brett Bow. Have with me Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. Yes, and we have a lot of fun together. We do. Yes. Jason and I just voted that Brett is the bad boy. Brett, Brett is the bad boy of the podcast. <laughs> yep. I'm like the Dennis Rodman of the, you are, the Being Lutheran you, podcast. You you're, you yeah. would dye the various names of the book of the documents of the Book of Concord <laughs> into your hair. Oh man, I'd yeah. love to see that haircut. Yeah. Right. Oh. We I'm not sure. Talk- not sure where this is all coming from. <laughs> Just our probably twisted sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens of being in a pandemic for nine months. Yeah. It's, it's all lost crazy. our minds. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. so. just being stir crazy. But, you know, right. hey, we're here. We're talking about Jesus and the church yeah. and the privilege it is to be a part of the saving work of the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. And hallelujah yep. and amen. Yep. And amen. because we're talking about all that today, we're going to talk about what wicked people in the church yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is this a biography right. of us? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, man. It's what, What's interesting about where we're going to end up today, mm-hmm. in we're, the, the primary point of discussion, we'll, we'll get yep. there eventually, the primary point of discussion is going to be the Antichrist. Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. Dun-dun-dun. And not Nikolai Carpathia. And not Nikolai yeah. Carpathia. Well, here, I just had to get it out of my I, system. I yeah. will get this out of my system okay. since you set me up. The problem with the Left Behind series isn't so much that it is bad eschatology and bad theology. It is. (laughs) Okay? There's no question about that. The problem with the Left Behind series is that it's not even good fiction. And so, Come on, I, Nicolas Cage oh, rocked yeah. in that movie. That's right. right. Come yeah. on, Kirk Cameron, man. The first, no, the, the 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 problem with the Left Behind series is the exact same problem as Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code. Is that it's not even a compelling story, uh, much less the theology behind it is all wonky and upside down and backwards. Okay, <laughs> but it, it makes for a good. Tra- We're off to a rip roaring start here. It, it makes for a good transition yeah. because. Uh, in yeah. the Christian church today, we are almost always ordering our eschatology inappropriately. Hmm. There's a mouthful for you. We, hmm. we, we put it in the wrong place. to unpack there. Yeah, we, we put it in the wrong place. We put it in the wrong order of theology. We put it in the wrong focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's any number of ways to do it. And, and, and the interesting thing here and where it's going to tie all together for us, the same problem when we go off base with the doctrine of the church Mm-hmm. is that we lose focus on the centrality of Jesus Christ and the doctrine of justification, is the same problem with the doctrine of eschatology, mm-hmm. is that when we lose our focus on the centrality of Christ and justification, then uh, you're going to play the trailer for us, Brian? Brian yeah, the left up behind the trailer. Two, Nicholas Cage trailer. <laughs> but th- that's the point. In eschatology, yeah. when we lose the focus on Christ crucified and the centrality of justification, eschatology becomes a sensationalist, mm-hmm. fear-mongering yeah. sort of, entertainment industry Mm. rather than anchoring the church in the reality of here and now as we live in the end times and focusing us on hope Mm -hmm. and eternity. And we kind of 
we kind of like sidetrack even the words of Christ. And I know we mentioned this two episodes ago of Matthew chapter 24 and 25, but to be ready, mm-hmm. you know, to be diligent in this wonderful gift that we have been given with the salvation of Christ Jesus and to live as though to, he was going to come back today, but prepare as though he won't mm-hmm. for our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that's the central focus of, of focusing on the work of Christ, mm-hmm. focusing on the gospel of Jesus Christ to continue to be proclaimed, to be applied and to be a part part of the believing church and that call to declare the excellencies of him who's called us out mm-hmm. of darkness. Yeah, and, and even in the midst of all of that, and you can do that very, very well, there still will be wickedness in the church. Yeah. Uh, there will be people that are uh, either members or uh, regular attenders or whatnot. Or, that, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, unintentionally wicked yeah. or maliciously wicked, right. if that yeah. makes sense. Yep. And... Even even pastors and staff even, pa- potentially. Uh, uh, we we all have known multiple pastors who have admitted to admitted you know as part of their confession that at some point in time in their ministry they realized they weren't believers mm-hmm. because the version of Christianity they were practicing yeah. was not consistent with how it is prescribed in Scripture, mm-hmm. and and this is the real point for us as we consider what it means to have a church here on earth in real time among sinners is that the doctrine of eschatol the, the doctrine of the antichrist mm-hmm. isn't so much an eschatological end of time matter mm-hmm. it's it's a matter of how the devil operates mm-hmm. in the world today to deceive the church yeah. and, through human beings you know yeah so much of how we think the devil works is this obvious, you know, blatantly evil yeah. way. Uh, Snively really whiplash. Bad. I, 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 I'm, I'm debating, <laughs> I'm debating internally yeah. uh, to use this as an example. I will. Uh, and I'll, if I get savage for it, I accept it because it's an awful admission. But there, there's a series of movies in the 80s and 90s that were just obsessed with this kind of satanic things. Mm, and I, being I've, I've been s- waiting for, we've, <laughs> we've had a couple episodes without a 90s reference. <laughs> oh my so goodness. I, I'm so eager. there's a series of movies called Warlock. <laughs> they're just, one, they're awful. <laughs> yeah. But but it's... It, in a world. Yeah, exactly. There, it's this genre where... The, like there's almost always some sort of Catholic priest or a freedom fighting religious figure who, who does actual physical combat with an mm-hmm. evil being. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Marky Mark. Uh, no, he was in a movie. Uh, well, that's Max Payne. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Or, yeah. or any, but it's, it's, it's a trope. In, yeah, in yeah. entertainment, right? Yeah. And it's it's good doing physical combat with evil. And now, pause. It's not to see that, say that there isn't blatant evil in the world around us. It's obvious there's blatant evil in the world around us. We see it everywhere. You can't get through the 20th century without seeing the effects of blatant evil because we had World <laughs> War One and World War II yep, and yeah. communism yep. and the rise of, you know, we probably, elective pe- abortion. Yeah, people probably go right to Hitler yeah. Yeah. Well, as, exactly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the 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 point is that a main source of doctrine we have about how the devil works in Scripture is that mm-hmm. the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so, more often than not, the devil isn't this supernatural being literally climbing out of the abyss in some uh, rough around the edges Roman Catholic priest is, is doing you know battle with him with some supernatural crossbow. Uh, handed to what? him by the angel Gabriel. Oh. <laughs> My relative? But, yeah. <laughs> but 
It's the devil deceives. Mm-hmm. And this is at the heart of the matter with yeah. what we're talking about in this yeah. article is more often than not, the wickedness that is happening in the church mm-hmm. is done under the auspices of something that looks good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and we as a starting angel point, of light. Yeah, yeah. as an angel of light, as a starting point, think how many wings of the church right now accept abortion as a reasonable alternative. Okay, so this is something that is obviously blatantly evil mm-hmm. the 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 slaughtering of innocent unborn children. Yeah, and Satan has worked in his deception that. I have seen multiple times over the course of the last few months on social media, a pastor introduce himself to the world by saying, I am a pro-choice pastor. Hmm. And, and, and the fact that evil has been made acceptable to the church is what we're going to get after here. Mm-hmm. What does wickedness look like in the church? And, and to that end, what, what the Lutherans have written is that even the Antichrist takes his seat in the temple. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of our launching point for the discussion on this hmm. episode, is that what is the nature of evil mm-hmm. in the church? Right. How do we recognize it? How do we work against it? And it's it's talking more so about Satan's deceptions mm-hmm. rather than some, you know, supernatural, extraordinary, exceptional character uh, with ripped arms and abs, the Antichrist fighting against the church. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I even, and I, this reference, however you guys feel about this, but uh, there's a lot of uh, wisdom in the screw tape letters that C.S. Yeah. Lewis wrote oh, yeah. yep. that talks about the subtlety yep. of deception, mm-hmm. especially within the church. Yep. It's My, really quite My dear profound, actually. Yep. If if you mm-hmm. want an excellent primer on how Satan works to deceive in the church mm-hmm. rather than simply approach the church directly, Screw Tape is an amazing is. place yep. to start. Yep. It's, it's one of my favorite works of literature the of all time. The insight that he had oh. is extraordinarily honest. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it would be good for all Christian mm-hmm. leaders to take a look at that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there's, uh, you know, Luther himself and and the other you know all those guys back then they uh there's a historical precedent here of yep. thinking about the antichrist and uh, so we need to deal with that here yeah so let's bridge that gap so we can get there and it's not so you know mm-hmm. disjointed and, and yep. there's some cognitive dissonance we have to overcome uh once the Lutherans in Article 8 presented their doctrine of the church, the congregation of true saints and believers mingled mm-hmm. with hypocrites and evil persons, but it is lawful still to use the sacraments administered by evil men. You can take comfort because it's the word of God that is active mm-hmm. and not the identity of the man who is administering the sacraments. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, The Romans came along in the Roman confutation and they rejected the church as only made up of saints and true believers. But at the same time, they said it's acceptable to use sacraments from wicked men, mm-hmm. which means that they completely missed the point of what the Lutherans were yep. saying. And what the Romans would say is that there are wicked men who look like they're in the church, but they're really not in the church. Mm-hmm. And, and what the Romans are agreeing with is the Lutheran doctrine of the church universal, mm-hmm. where the church is only ever made up of the saints But what the Lutherans are saying is that the church has the appearance on earth that you can't look at someone and tell if they're saved or not saved. You Mm -hmm. can't, you know, if you whip out your church membership card, it's not the equivalent of saying, I'm saved. Mm -hmm. 
There's no x-ray machine to yeah, you, put people under to... No fruit test? Mm-hmm. Trees don't bite fruit? You don't, you don't walk through the x-ray machine and there's not a cross engraved on your heart that you know for sure. <laughs> That's so you know. cheesy. Yeah, what, uh, I mean, I guarantee there's a cartoon out there that, oh, yeah, that definitely. sentimentally expresses something like that, mm-hmm. right? So... In response to the confutation, the Lutherans bounce back and say, the wicked are a part of the outward fellowship of the church. We know this from scripture Mm -hmm. because the role of the Antichrist Mm -hmm. is to set himself up in the church. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, what's interesting here, and it's not a favorite of mine, but I accept it, is the the go-to passage is 2 Thessalonians Mm 2.4. Which is the man of lawlessness setting himself up in the temple. Right. The problem with tying that to the doctrine of the Antichrist is that the term Antichrist isn't used. Mm -hmm. Now, it's it's highly common. Yeah, that man of lawlessness. Man of lawlessness is a synonym for Antichrist. But but why we're doing this episode and the way we're doing it is there is so much confusion we have to sift through and so much Mm -hmm. unpacking we have to do to straighten things out. Because as soon as you say Antichrist, Mm -hmm. Christians in America are either going to go to Nikolai Carpathia, (laughs) thank you, left behind, or some you know, supernatural electric blue specter with horns and, you know, some sort of demon creature. Or, or Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, or Bugs, yeah, whatever. But, you know, the very first thing we have to clear up with this is that the Antichrist is in the church. Yes. The Antichrist is not outside of the church. Or at least trying to affect the church yeah. and working to, yeah. It, it's always so interesting. When I was in seminary, I was visiting a house. Uh, I can't remember if it was a relative or a friend. I was just over, and they had this coffee table book. And, and during downtime, I was flipping through it, and it was a poll, or it was a book of surveys uh, at various times. The same survey given over courses of dec- decades, and one of the surveys given is. Uh, who do you think the Antichrist is? <laughs> and every survey of every decade, on some place on the list was the active sitting president of the United States. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. So it started, the, the Antichrist is Lyndon B. Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, well, he sent people to Vietnam. Of course he's yeah, there. And the right. Antichrist is Nixon. Yeah, And you can see the Antichrist is Ford, who, who may be the least threatening president in the history of the Union. It's with Gerald Ford. And then Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. And then Ronald Reagan. And then this was, uh, they hmm. got all the way up to George Bush. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, the prevailing notion of people have the Antichrist is who's ever in political power. <laughs> and, and what scripture is here to say is that the threats against the church from the outside are nothing in comparison with the threats against the church from the inside. Mm-hmm. If we're worried about the state of the church, we're looking at what's going on inside the church rather than like, like for example, the threats of the Communist Party in China mm-hmm. against the church, according to scripture, are nowhere near the threats of the false preachers in America right now mm. setting themselves up in the temple. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, I maybe shouldn't bring this up, but just... <laughs> it always makes for good radio when oh, we say oh, stuff like that. <laughs> Once you say that... I already invoked the movie penny, Warlock. Uh, <laughs> so. I, I keep seeing videos of Kenneth Copeland oh. lately 
And it, it's really hard to watch, but kind of entertaining at the same well, it's, time. It's like but a train wreck. You can't is. avert your yeah. eyes. And, and we should be very concerned yeah. both about the caricatures mm-hmm. of these false preachers who are, who are just spewing so utter nonsense at this point in time, yep. but also about the deceptive and, and mm-hmm. earnest ones. Mm-hmm. And, and to explain Lutheranism to those who are on the outside looking in, this is the impetus mm-hmm. for the Lutherans during the Reformation of accusing the Pope of being the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. It's not so much an individual man mm-hmm. as it is the office, the office. Yep. right? And, yep. and why would the Pope consider be considered the Antichrist is because the Pope stands mm-hmm. in the place of Christ and then in Catholic theology ultimately replaces Christ. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the, the key doctrine to this would be the papal doctrine of ex cathedra. Mm-hmm. When the Pope speaks as Pope, his mm. words are on par with scripture. Mm-hmm. And that's a real problem. You know, the, 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 one of the titles uh, for the Pope is the Vicar of Christ. Yep. Yep. And, and you start to run into some very, yeah. very, you know, scary things according to scripture. That is what offended Luther. That mm-hmm. is what offended Melanchthon when he wrote the treatise on the power and primacy of the Pope. Mm-hmm. It's great it, article in the Lutheran Ambassador, yeah, by the way. It's on my mind. I just mm-hmm. wrote an article for our denomination's publication on the history and the content yeah. of the treatise. But you know, when we think about Antichrist, mm-hmm. the 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 issue here is that we're looking more at a principle rather than a person. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like I said, in 2 Thessalonians 2.4, you have the man of lawlessness. Yep. But I think it's if, where Antichrist is actually uh, talked about in Scripture. It's talked about in a completely different way than what most of the generic American church talks mm-hmm. about. So, Brett, you've got the passages pulled up in 1 John and in 2 John. Yep. It's going to be important for us to read them and to talk about what's going on so we can talk about looking at wickedness in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in uh, 1 John 2, verse 18, it says, Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. Um, And then I think verse 22. 22, Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist. He who denies the Father and the Son. Um, Was there another verse you guys wanted to read? So then you had 1 John 4, 2 and 3. All right, 4, 2 and 3. By this you know the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh, come in the flesh, is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. And Second John uh, verse 7 says, For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus in the flesh, such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist. Okay. Hmm. So what we know is that the spirit so first of all it's always interesting for people who have never actually looked but have been obsessed with end times without mm-hmm. doing the actual research. Doctrine of antichrist is that there is more than one. And it always kind of kicks against the trinity. It's it's mm-hmm. and, and yeah. what we're going to find out is that the doctrine of antichrist is based on the corruption of biblical Christian things. Mm-hmm. So the Antichrist works to corrupt the doctrine of the Trinity mm-hmm. and especially to corrupt the gospel. Mm-hmm. The, the constant theme that John 
teaches in his epistles is wherever Christ is being denied, that is where Antichrist is working. Mm -hmm. This completely Hmm. flies in the face of an individual, dynamic, charismatic, intimidating, Mm -hmm. historical figure, and instead we want to be focusing on the deception, Mm -hmm. on the corruption. It also kicks against the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. It kicks against the integrity of the deity of Christ and the integrity of the humanity of Christ. And all of those things are greatly important as these epistles of John remind us. So right from the get-go in the Christian church, we should be concerned because what sounds like antichrist doctrine with what scripture is presenting us is the doctrine of the Mormon church or the doctrine of Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm -hmm. It should be increasingly concerning for Christians Mm -hmm. that the Mormons move to present themselves as a denomination of Christianity Mm -hmm. rather than a corrupt doctrine of the gospel. It's similar to the, was it Paul to the Galatians talking about them going after another gospel? Yeah. If we or mm-hmm. an angel from yes. heaven should present to you a gospel other than what was taught to you, yep. let them be anathema, Yeah, right? Yep. This is what's at stake. And and I think there is a reasonable argument to be made. And, and I, I'm going to give credit to Flame for this because it's a phrase that I cannot get out of my head. <laughs> in in his first Lutheran album, when you know uh, Extra mm-hmm. Nos, yeah, and, and it's a commentary on Calvinism at the time. But he's got a line in one of his songs, and I can't remember which song it is, and I'm sorry for that. But he he said we were making an idol out of not making idols. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a commentary on the obsession with the no graven images mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is it's true for us all. I think there's a reasonable case to be made thinking about that phrase that the doctrine of the Antichrist is taught in the popular American church has actually become an anti-Christian distraction from the real Antichrist. Mm-hmm. I think eschatology itself can be a real distraction and a mm-hmm. point of division yeah. uh, for those who aren't willing to say, could be wrong on this, you know, teach me someone who studied this out more than me. And mm-hmm. it's it's really quite divisive at times. Yep. If, if you want, the, the best way to find out how to throw humility out the door in the Christian church as fast as possible is to bring <laughs> eschatology to the table. Yeah, uh, it's, yep. it's almost as partisan as American politics is right now. And it's a shame mm-hmm. because the whole point of the wicked in the church and what Satan is doing to combat the work of the gospel mm-hmm. and the doctrine of Antichrist mm-hmm. is a deception and a corruption of truth mm-hmm. in God's word and the truth of the gospel. And that sets us up for the final mm-hmm. episode we're going to do next time, which will wrap tie all Ooh. of this together. Can't Ooh. wait. All right. Yeah. Well, it's a longer portion, but I think it's worthy because, again, it talks about the church, talks about correct doctrine and, and uh, how it all works together toward unity and spiritual maturity. Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to begin in verse 11. So, he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Amen.
Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on Article 8 of the Augsburg Confession. God bless you and have a great week.